Hi, it's uh, Parikh Sam. Welcome to this uh, Wednesday webinar. What we're looking at today specifically is how to be non-resident in the UK. Um, you would have thought that would be easy, and it can be, but it can also be uh, difficult to, to, to not be resident. There's three things that we talk about. There's residence, non-residence, and domicile. They're, def they're different, separate issues and they affect people in different ways. And when we try to confuse the different arrangements, then we start getting a complication. A resident, somebody that is ordinary resident in the UK, means that that is where their home is, that is where their family is, that is where their job is. That's where the substantial got their interest there. Now, if, if that is you, if you're an expat living and working abroad and your family is based in the UK, you're working for a UK company while abroad, but you're paid in the UK, all your bills are in the UK, you, you will have issues that will be raised, uh, especially if you're frequently coming home uh, for work or business or family meetings. Um, and, and so you can be living and working abroad by travelling, but you'll still be deemed to be uh, working in, in in the UK. Um, it, it, other instances when uh, a resident will automatic is automatically deemed to be is if you spend more than one eight three days one hundred eighty three days in that country. So that's the same for any country around the world uh, under international tax law for their tax year. If you spend one hundred eighty three days. In, in that tax year. So for UK expats, we're great fun with this because we use the old Julian calendar uh, spring-based uh, uh, tax year, as do some other jurisdictions, uh, but many jurisdictions use the, 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 the calendar year. So that gives a, 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 an opportunity for you to spend, say, January to June um, in one country in the UK but actually spread that time over two years. There's other catches as well, but it, it, this is the fun that expats from the UK can have by splitting their trips around the end of a tax year. If all your homes are in the UK, if all your homes are in the UK and you want to be a nomad traveling around the world as an expat and say that you're not a UK tax resident, that won't work. If your home is in the UK uh, or all your properties are in the UK, and, and you're just traveling, frequenting Airbnbs around the world, you will still be deemed to be resident in the UK. Uh, especially, uh, actually, if you spend more than 30 days in, the, in those days. So if you own the homes and they're empty, and if you, if you own one property, you nominate that as your main residence as an expat, but you don't stay in it for more than 30 days of the year, then you can still be non-resident. So again, it requires a commitment to be expat uh, to not be deemed as residents. If you're working, we mentioned earlier about working abroad uh, and as that um, uh, scenario with the family being at home. If you've got a job, if you spend, if you do more than 75% of the work in the UK, then you will automatically be resident, tax resident in the UK. So this is a key issue that we need to look for. And, and so we need to sort of agree and, and, and get that established in, in, in an appropriate way. So um, if you 
have less than a certain amount of working time in the UK, you can still be an expat and come to work in the UK, but then the reverse situation becomes true. So if you want to be non-resident, um, there's an automatic test for non-residents. Now, this is very, very clear. So if you can, uh, as, as if you're required to fill out a tax return, or if you meet these requirements on filling out a UK tax return, if you're non-resident, um, if you meet these three automatic tests, then you're automatically non-resident. You don't need to disclose any further information and your tax resident in your in your country of tax residence. Um, bearing in mind, as a UK domiciled citizen, if you're not tax resident in another jurisdiction, you will always be resident in 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 the UK. So they will always have a calling on you. You cannot choose not to be UK tax resident if your domicile is the UK. If you live abroad for more than twenty years and change your domicile then by default, you'll be tax resident in that jurisdiction. So that can work for some people, depending on what your history of living and working abroad is, is, is with your family. Uh, for more advice and guidance on these issues, you can contact us at proactpartnership.com. Uh, we offer a free review to all new inquiries, but we've also got a retained client service online, which offers expats uh, the opportunity to uh, live chat message to us or have consultant reviews to deep dive and look at their specific instance uh, for a, 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 an answer to, to their question. So going back to uh, non-residents, so we've covered residents um, and, and domicile taking you in to be tax resident in the UK. So how can you be non-tax resident to the UK? So non-tax residents, uh, there's a third automatic, uh, a three or third automatic test. If you meet these, all three of these three requirements, you're automatically non-resident. But that means that you've got to have been out of the UK for for more than three full tax years, uh, and not in the UK for more than 46 days in the last tax year. So, uh, if you want to be non-resident in 2022, that means that you need to be. Uh, have not been in the UK uh, since uh, April the 5th, 2019. So that's 2021 20, 22, uh, outside the UK, living and working abroad, tax resident elsewhere. Uh, and you, you spent less than 46 days in the UK last year. Then you pass on an automatic non residence test. Um, if you've been resident in one of the last three years, so if you're a new expat and, and you were tax resident two years ago or, or one year ago, um, uh, but you've only been tax resident in one of the last three years in the UK, uh, then as long as you've spent less than 16 days in the UK, then you will be automatically tax resident. So uh, if you've got three years outside the UK, you're automatically tax resident if you're spending less than 46 days in the UK. If if you've spent one in three, one year in three in the UK, then the automatic test means 16 days to be absolutely sure that you're not resident. When you leave in the UK in the current year, so if 
if 2021-22 was your split year to leave the UK, then the rules become slightly more complicated. You've got to spend less than 90 days in the UK and you've got to have less than 31 working days in the UK to qualify as, as automatically as non-resident in that year. So if you've got more than three years, uh, you, you can be clear. Um, uh, but the three-year rule says less than 46 days in the UK. If you're less than 46 days in the UK, it's very hard to, to break the working day requirement. Therefore, you will be automatically non-resident. And, and if you pass that test, nothing else matters. Ties don't matter. However, if you don't meet the automatic test, then, then the ties do apply. And you need to uh, consider uh, what, what the implications of that are for you. So if you've got a home in the UK, then that potentially gives you a liability to retire. You can nominate it as your main residence, which expats should do. And if you need help and guidance on that, Proact can help you do that. Uh, contact us at proactpartnership.com. Um, you can register an empty property in the UK as your own or main residence to make it uh, exempt from capital gains tax, which applies to all uh, property uh, in the UK at either 18 or 28%. Um, uh, but you should do that. But if you stay in that property, even for one day, it becomes a tie to the UK. And, and ties become the key because they limit the number of days it can spend it in the UK. Um, if you've not been in the UK in the last three years and you've got no ties at all to the UK, then you can spend up to 182 days in the UK without becoming a tax resident. Now, this generally, this applies to if somebody's coming from Cyprus or Singapore uh, to the UK, as uh, uh, they can spend six months there, 182 days, without being tax resident. And there's no complications of that. But that assumes that they've not been uh, tax resident in the, in the UK for any of the last three UK tax years. And again, we started this off by saying the UK tax year is different to the calendar tax year of most jurisdictions. So it does make a difference. Starting a job on January the 1st doesn't qualify you being non-resident time in the UK. Starting a job on, on the 10th of January means that you've got to wait to the following April before your first tax year outside the UK occurs. So if you've got, but if, an, if a UK expat has been outside the UK for 10 years and has got no ties in the UK, they can go to the UK and they can spend 182 days. If you go and stay with family, that will give you a tie for the following year so that will then limit you down to 120 days in the UK. Um, if you've got two ties, you're limited to 90 days. Three ties is 45 and four ties is, is 16 days. So the only way to be absolutely sure uh, if you've got four more ties to the UK being non-resident is to spend less than two weeks in, in, in the UK. Otherwise, you become UK tax resident. And if you're if you're non-resident, you're you're not liable to UK tax uh, on your worldwide income. You're liable to worldwide tax um, on on your on your worldwide income. Um, 
for for that time for, uh, in in the tax jurisdiction in which you're in. Um, if anybody's got a question they want to ask us, you can chat with us in, in this, and I'll, I'll try and bring the answer into this webinar as we go along. Uh, we do that, and if you make a comment uh, when re-watching this webinar, subscribe and, and share the webinar to, to friends and family, colleagues. Uh, we, we will come back and we'll answer that question um, either today during the live webinar or, or we'll answer the comment later on. So the, 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 the ties that you've got can, can determine that. Now, it, it then becomes greyer if there's not um, a very, very, very clear uh, distinction that, that you're not resident, then you become, uh, you, you could end up in this grey area where you're tax resident overseas, but you don't meet the ties rules or the automatic test rules to be non-resident. Therefore, you're dual resident. So you, as a British domicile citizen, you're still tax resident in the UK. So the UK will, will attempt to tax you on relevant earnings. So a double taxation treaty will protect you from um, your worldwide earnings. So if your overseas residence is Portugal, they will tax you on your worldwide earnings. Uh, the UK will tax you on UK relevant income. So that might be uh, capital gains arising from UK investments or crypto or property. It could be... Um, uh, uh, earnings that you've earned in the UK. Um, it could be property rental income that you've earned in the UK. All property rental income is fixed to the UK. And from 24, 25, uh, prop, um, UK government service pensions um, paid to expats living and working abroad will be taxed at source in the UK. Um, so all those are fixed incomes are always going to be taxed in the UK. And as a British citizen or British uh, receiving a British state pension, you will always pay that liability. Um, but other than that, the UK have got no call on your worldwide income unless they decide on your dual residency status that your principal uh, interest is, is, is the UK, in which case they've got at their discretion the right to charge you as um, uh, the right to charge you for tax on your worldwide income on a dual residency basis. Uh, that won't mean you'll pay double tax. It means that you'll pay all the taxes due in your country, expat country of tax residence, and then whatever extra the UK want to take. Now, if you're in the Middle East paying no tax, that could be a lot more. You can pay the full 45% income tax rate in the UK, for example. If you're in a high rate country, which is paying say 24% income tax, like Spain, means you, you, you might not pay any more income tax unless you're a high rate taxpayer up to 45%. So high rates taxes in Spain as well. So a dual residence it, it, it is a potential catch for people. So if you've got a business based in the UK, generating revenue in the UK and a family in the UK, but you're living and working abroad as an exile, um, to try and avoid tax, they can still deem you under dual residency rules to be um, uh, a dual resident and tax you on your worldwide earnings. So that earnings that you're earning 
for your offshore contract will still be taxed back in the UK under dual residency rules for any additional tax the UK might take. So again, that takes some careful planning and execution so that you can meet the non-resident rules. You can either be automatically non-resident or resident by ties. But if you don't meet that, dual residency comes into place. So even if you've got a tax residence elsewhere around the world, you'll still have a liability to UK tax at the highest rate. For more information and guidance, contact us at projectpartnership.com. Like I said, we offer a free review to our clients around the world. Um, uh, and you can book that online. Uh, if you subscribe as a retained client at prepartnership.co.uk, uh, we offer a, a, a range of services within that service, um, either standalone paid or uh, part of the service. So a, a, a retained client service includes consultant reviews through the years to review your tax status, your residency status, to discuss issues. If you've got a, a concern about your days in the UK, your trips, we can cover that. So we'll offer you a free review to start with. Uh, a retained client can carry on that service, either just with the, the light version with chat or with the consultant meetings as well uh, online. And if you want us to do additional work as your tax agent uh, or business administrator, we can help you with, with those issues as well. Um, don't forget to like and subscribe to the channel and stay informed of the upcoming events in the coming coming month. We run our Wednesday webinars every Wednesday, nine o'clock UK time. Um, and then we follow that up by a question and answer session on, on for retained clients, exclusively for retained clients on Facebook. So if you are a retained client, go along to the product uh, retained client group on Facebook for uh, a one-to-one -one on question and answers. So I've got no specific questions here uh, for from anybody. And so I'm going to wrap that up and say, don't forget to subscribe and, and share uh, the thing. If you leave a comment now or later, we'll come back to you at an, another time. And thanks very much for listening. And we'll see you again at the next Wednesday webinar with Project Sam. <laughs>